Hello, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Brain Little Trivia Podcast. I am your host, Davo. With me, as always, we have Kells. Hello, everyone. We have Andy. How you doing, Chewbacca? That's not nice to say to our friend Allison. (laughs) (laughs) Two claps and a flare. <laughs> and we have Neil. Hi, Neil. Happy social distancing, everybody. Well, speaking of social distancing, uh, I know I want to just take a few minutes to say we really appreciate all the support we've gotten. We've actually added a couple of new patrons. We've had some discussions with other patrons, and we've actually heard a few things about how our our little tiny trivia show is helping people get through the social distancing, voluntary staying at home, working at home sort of thing. And we just want to say we are very happy to do this. This is very fun for us. We want to continue doing it for as long as we possibly can and maybe even farther. So thank you all for listening. And if we can bring just a little bit of humor and a little bit of bright spot to an otherwise chaotic, strange, and uh, somewhat infectious world we have right now, we're very happy to do it. Right, guys? Absolutely. You're here. So without further ado, Neil, what are we doing? We're going to play some trivia. Yay. Uh, every week we have a theme, and in that theme there's six categories of four questions each. Each question is worth 10 points, a few bonus points thrown in, and there's a final question, which is worth up to 100 points. And today's topic is provided by, I believe, one of our newest patrons, Barry Shockle. Hey, Barry. Oh. Hey, Barry. Thank you. Barry. Um, normally when Barry, Barry, this is, I think, his fourth quiz that he sent in. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. And I did less editing on this one than I did on um, most of the others. So this is I, th- I think one question I replaced, I might've rearranged a couple others. And I just want to warn uh, the players. Oh God. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, Allison. It's going to be all right. It no, no. <laughs> it's, it's not like that, Allison. When I, when I say the word that is today's topic, something, a song usually pops into my head. And I just want to warn anybody not to not to say what you what might pop into your head because it may turn out it may turn up later. Okay. Okay. All right. The theme today is war. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was more difficult than I thought. That was right over the yeah. plate. I know what you mean now because you want to finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So category one is science. Of course. Cool. Really? The other yes. people writing in? Okay, I, fine. I already wrote it down before I even started recording. <laughs> I'm going to create a template, a Word document template, so we can just all have it ready. <laughs> this, this is this is Barry's idea of science, not mine. So We love you, Barry. Okay. No, cool. like chemical, chemical atomic numbers or anything like that. It's, it's, it's reasonable. Okay. <sighs> Question one. What was the name of the research and development undertaking during World War II that produced the first nuclear weapons, including the atomic bomb? Locked in. <gasps> I'm locked in. I'm locked in too, but I'm scared. Like I just feel like it was too easy, and I'm not used to that. Don't know. I'm locked in. 
Yeah, go oh, over. God. Kels. The Manhattan Project. Devo. The Manhattan Project. Andy. Manhattan Project. And Allison. Manhattan Project. I can already tell that Barry is my boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm liking Barry a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question two. One of the first inventions to change warfare was the longbow. The English army, led by Henry V, famously used the longbow to achieve victory in spite of the numerical superiority of its opponent in what famous battle fought on October 25th, 1415, during the Hundred Years' War? Name name that battle. Where am I right now? That's one battles with an empire total war, but we didn't name them. Um, Locked in? Locked in. With a longbow. Oh, that's probably real stupid because I have no idea when this battle took place. I don't have a clue. Locked in. Sure. Yeah, I I wrote something down. Okay, Deva. Uh, the Battle of Agincourt. Andy. Battle of Long Punt. Allison. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I put Battle of the Bulge because I wanted to say bulge on here. Thank you. And Kels. <laughs> well, um, I miss this store so much that I never really get a chance to shout it out. So I said Hastings. Yeah. Well, I mean, apart from the correct answer, Kels, you were probably closest. The correct answer is the Battle of Asian Corps. <laughs> oh. Or Agin Court. You know, I, uh, I, in my youth, back in the day, I wrote a 20-page term paper on the longbow. Wow. Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. You really did study Dungeons and Dragons when you were in You picked that. You picked that. Look where I am today. <laughs> that wasn't forthcoming. No, I chose that. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, of course. Your email address was Dungeon Master, but you know. Dungeon Master Blaster. Yeah. <laughs> Question three. I feel like this question or some version of this question was used before, but uh, it wasn't by me, so I'm not positive. The first known use of a submersible craft in war was a tiny one-man submarine propelled through the water by means of a treadle-driven propeller and a hand-operated crank. In what ye- in what war was this first submarine used? And for a bonus, what was its name? Ooh, 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 ooh. Locked in. And we did use this because I got it wrong the first time and ended up doing a little research because I was sure you were wrong and you weren't. Like, no, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm locked in. You gave yourself an extracurricular project and you're still wrong. Mm, yeah. Because mm. I was so sure I knew the answer the first time around. I'm locked in, I guess. Yeah, I'm locked in. All right. Andy? It is the turtle from the American Revolutionary War, specifically 1776. I said the last time that it was the Hunley uh, in the Civil War. Allison? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> well, I put World War One. Now I feel dumb. Um <laughs> And just took a stab at the 
guess and I said the U-boat for the guess on the bonus. You're Kelsey. too far off. I also said World War One, so don't feel too bad, Allison. Okay. Whew. Well, you're you're assuming that Andy's right. Yeah, he did a term paper on it. Remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dave <up. laughs> uh, The Revolutionary War, and I said the Sherman. Yes. The correct answer is the Revolutionary War, the American Revolutionary War, and the ship was named the Turtle. Turtle. Turtle, turtle. It actually, it actually was used to blow up a British ship that wow. was uh, blockading the Hudson River. Did they uh, stick a, explosives on a pole and kind of stab it? Yeah, Something like that. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it was a long stick. And, and to clarify for, for um, the other two, the turtle was an extremely like, like something you build in your own garage, ridiculously, you know, like, lightweight. Very shallow. type thing. Yeah, it could only be used in a bay. Uh, the Hunley in the Civil War was the first first that had actual propulsion in it, but it too was really extraordinarily experimental, and in fact, it sunk. Um, mm-hmm. But the so the the U boat the Germans did in World War One. They are the first country to truly successfully build a fleet of them and use them in war. Okay. So you guys are really not far off at all. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Wizard. I mean, 100, 150 years is all. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I mean, mm-hmm. it's like comparing the Wright brothers plane to a you know a seven forty seven. Mm. Not too far off. All right, question four: Who invented a spring loaded rapid fire cyclic multi barrel gun used in the U.S. Civil War? Locked in. Locked in. Oh, man, I like my joke answer. (laughs) So does the dog. (laughs) Locked in. Allison? (laughs) You would go to me first. Okay. Um, I said Red Rider. (laughs) How many eyes were lost in the Civil War? Just one. <laughs> I said the Gatling. Devo? Gatling. And Andy? Richard Gatling. Uh, I don't know what his first name was, but it was Gatling. Actually, now <laughs> I have to check that. Yeah. Uh-oh. Andy, why do you do this to yourself? What did I do? <laughs> I, hope it's, I hope it's Richard Gatling. No, I'm right. It was Richard Gatling. When, but sometimes, Andy, you overshoot your shot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's true. I, I was very confident with that. It comes up in my Civil War period part of the class. You know, not much. You know, it's not commonly known, Andy, that Gatling had a partner when he was inventing it. Uh huh. Gosh. Uh, we go. Adolphus Nerf was his name. <laughs> and Adolphus Nerf. He, uh, he took those designs and, and later used uh-huh. them to create adorable toys for children. <laughs> Nicely mm. done. All right. We got some scores? Yeah. At the end of round one, I've got uh, Allison with 10, Kells with 20, Andy with 32, and Deva with 40. Wow. Oh, nicely done, Dave. Oh. Just given the Jet Nelson hand raise there. It's like, 
<laughs> the end of breakfast club for me i, yeah. I ace the science category i can leave detention now wow yeah <laughs> category two is movies oh. and i just want to point out that uh barry really likes mash who uh, doesn't okay. seen it. never seen it question one who is the only main actor to star in both the movie and the tv version of mash Locked for in. the act, the actor. Oh, what's his name? Well, no, I probably got it wrong. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I think this one person is in it. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Barry. I I'll educate myself while I'm locked in my home. <laughs> I'm locked in. All right, Deva. Well. It was the dude who played Radar, and his first name is Gary, and that's all I got. Andy? Aww. Gary Berghoff. Of course it was oh, Gary no. Berghoff. Allison? Oh, I guessed Alan Alda, because I, I'm pretty sure he's in MASH. No? He was in MASH. He, he was in MASH, but he was not in the movie. Okay. Whew. I'll take it. Moral victories are a victory nonetheless. I think his character was played by uh, Elliot Gould. Oh, shoot, I just had it. Wasn't it Elliot Gould? No. Uh, to, uh, no. Tom, it was the other guy, uh, Donald Sutherland. Don, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Kels? Uh, Alan Alda. Well, the correct answer is Gary Berghoff, the, who played Radar. Yeah. Devo, I'm going to take pity. Yay. Because you got two out of those three data points. I'll give you. I'll give you half points for that one. Yay. But he's already winning. Right? It's just the way it goes. Question two. One of the most well-known war films is The Dirty Dozen from 1967, where Army Major Reisman uh, must take a group of convicted criminals behind enemy lines to lead them on a suicide mission to destroy a German stronghold and, uh, and kill all the German officers. Who played the role of Major Reisman? Locked in. Locked in. Pretty sure. See, I always get this movie mixed up with Mash. Um, no, they were Expendable. There's like two or three variations of this movie. You, you get it mixed up with the Expendables? I mean, that's weird. That's no. Weird. no, no, I'm probably <laughs> not. Um, I can think of a lot of people in this movie. Uh, you've never seen it, so you're gonna like my answer. Oh. Say, uh, Allison, movie. how do you feel about watching violent movies? I'm not a big fan. Just, uh, <laughs> oh. yeah. I'm and, and would you say that violence is a critical component of war? I, I would. I would say that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so those two facts lead me to believe you're in a pretty deep hole right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I seem to remember way back on question one where Allison praised Barry for his questions. And, and then it went downhill <laughs> rapidly. Still love you, Barry, but uh, no, nah, I'm not getting any of these questions right. Are we waiting on me? Okay, I got some. I got some. All right, Andy, what's your answer? Lee Marvin. Allison? I said Rayeth Gaieth. <laughs> <laughs> Always popular. <laughs> 
I know he's in this movie, but I seriously doubt he was the was the sergeant, lieutenant, or was, was his rank captain? Major. 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 Oh well, I, I know seriously him. doubt he was the major. But <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Different major. major. <laughs> but I, I said uh, Jim Brown. Devo. Lee Marvin. Correct answer is Lee Marvin. Nice. And this is the movie where Telly Savalas plays a really weird character. Raising mm-hmm. character. Maggot. Right? His name is Maggot. Yeah, his last name was Maggot. Yeah. His last name was Maggot? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Okay. Right. You know, there's a character from the from the Lord of the Rings named Maggot, Farmer Maggot. He grew mushrooms. He did. Wow. He was a hobbit. They kept stealing Farmer Maggot's crop. Those they did. Trixie hobbits. Those, those rascals. <laughs> <laughs> Question three. In 1941, this famous actor starred in Sergeant Sergeant York about Alvin York, a Tennessee hillbilly sharpshooter who claimed to be a pacifist but wound up becoming a World War I hero. This actor's performance won him the Academy Award for Best Leading Actor. Name him. Locked. And in. I have an easy I have an easy mode if you need it for half points. I'll take the easy I mode. Mean, I have an idea. Yeah. Yes, please. Kels, what, 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 you locked in. So Andy uh, and Kels locked in. Yeah, I'm yes. locked in. Okay. Uh, so easy mode is he won his second Best Actor Oscar for High Noon in 1952. Ah, poop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm locked in. <sighs> Bless it. Okay, I I got something. All right, Allison, what's your answer? Um, well, I assumed that this movie has all white people. And then... <laughs> that narrows it down to and white then... actors from 1941. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I figured it was not an ethnic person. So I, I Again. chose the... <laughs> You're narrowing right it down. On the money. One You're, could argue that owning it. One could argue that white European I'm down to 98 percent of Hollywood in 1941. Uh huh. Uh huh. So I picked a name that seemed to fit the bill, and I said Cooper. Wow. Okay. What? Allison. Wow. I mean, uh, Kels. Gary Cooper. No, no. Devo? There's literally no way. Gary Cooper. Devo. No, there's not. I have to leave and go buy a lottery ticket. (laughs) Gary Cooper. The correct answer is Gary Cooper. I'm sweating again. (laughs) (laughs) So trivia, trivia nugget. Alvin York was one of the most decorated U.S. soldiers of the war. Uh, He received a medal of honor for leading an attack against a German machine gun post, killing 20 soldiers and taking 132 prisoners. Good gravy. Wow. He had this system, and he said it was based on how he used to shoot birds. Um, that you would want, it, like people would naturally like start shooting at the front of the group, but he would start shooting at the back of the group, so they wouldn't notice they were falling. Oh wow! And that's how he took hmm. the machine gun nest. Is that he hmm. was just he was kind of well hidden, almost like a sharpshooter, and just taking them off one by one. And when they realized what was going on, they presumed they were surrounded, and it was just him. Wow. Uh, all right. Question four. <laughs> Speaking of snipers, 
American Sniper from 2014 starred Bradley Cooper playing the role of real-life Navy SEAL sniper Chris Kyle called the most lethal sniper in U.S. history. Who directed that movie? I've never seen the movie. Really? Okay. um, Locked in. I have a trivia nugget for post-question. Of course. It had to be post-question. Right. Because mm-hmm. you give it away. Oh, well, does it? We could do it right oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll hold off. Okay, I got, I got something written down. Kells, what's your answer? I went with Mr. Eastwood, Clint. Oh. Devo. Clint Eastwood. Andy? I think I got it mixed up with Blazing Saddles. I said Mel Brooks. Hmm. They are similar. <laughs> yeah. I get those two movies wow. mixed up all the time. Allison? Yeah, I, I wrote down uh, Angelina Jolie. I don't know what hmm. the heck I was thinking of. <laughs> Just <laughs> interesting. <laughs> all right. Well, the correct answer is Clint Eastwood. Rats. Does anybody have a trivia nugget about this movie? All right, ready. There, during the shooting of the movie, there was a scene where he had come back from the war and he had, you know, the nugget I'm talking about. I do. He came back and he, you know, he was trying to adjust to normal life and he had his wife and his, his little baby and he was awake and he was stressed out and he was freaking out with the PTSD symptoms and he's holding a baby. Well, when they were shooting the scene, when they were shooting the scene, the, their first baby that they had, first baby actor, was sick. And the second baby actor wouldn't stop crying, so they ended up having to use a doll. And it is the most oh. obvious doll you've ever seen yes. ever. <laughs> he has to be sitting there trying to act all, you know, freaked out. And there's a little baby doll with his, the little baby doll hand on his finger, and he's wiggling <laughs> his finger. To try to oh, indicate no. the baby was no, yes, it was so uh, bad. It was. It actually, oh. he actually had to answer questions during the press junket about it. The, the interviewers were like, "What's up with the baby?" <laughs> it, it's it's cringeworthy YouTube content. Like I was, I was sitting in the theater and like, like next to my friend, I was like, "I think that baby is fake." <laughs> it's, it's not moving. You ready for some scores? Always. Oh, yeah. No. At the end of round two, Allison has 15, Kells 40, Andy 62, and Devo 70. Oh, I'm still Oh, no. Why do I just have 15? <laughs> I don't think you've answered very many you got the easy mode. Oh, yeah, I totally <laughs> got the easy mode, which is okay. Never mind. I deserve it. Nope. Yeah. You're right. I deserve it. It's. I should have 10. Let's be real. I guessed my way into that. So. <laughs> All right. Our next category is television. Oh. And here's another mash, mash question. Of course it is. <laughs> question one. <laughs> Only two of the actors on MASH actually ever served in the military in Korea. Name each of them for five points each. Oh. Oh my god. We have to name the actors or the characters. Uh I'll let you go either way. Okay. I'm locked in. Yep, locked in. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> me and Allison are probably on the same page. Because <laughs> <laughs> as of as of five minutes ago, I know two people. From <laughs> I'm locked in with. Be a nugget, but I'm not going to say it right now. Of course. Um, oh, it won't help. In. So it really won't. All right, Andy. I'm trying to blank on actors' names, um, but it's Sherman Potter and Colonel Blake. Okay, mm-hmm. Allison. Well, I put. Alan Alda as one of them. And then the other one, I put Gary blank because I can't remember <laughs> what y'all said earlier. Oh, you mean the two that played Uh-huh. But as a, a side note, I said, I'm really hoping one of them is a lady. <laughs> so, In the Korean War. Yeah. Oh, was it? Did you say Korean? Yeah. Oh, screw it. Well, I mean, <laughs> hold on. Let me edit this out, but let me rant for a second. If you're, I didn't a, say they were male or female. If they're, if uh, you're a nurse, you serve, right yeah. or no? Yes, there were. Oh, that's true. You're right. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I thought, In every Okay. Yeah. Just just ask Cotlips Hulahan. She'd tell you she served. <laughs> I get that actually. I know that reference. <laughs> All right, Kels. Uh Alan Alda and Gary uh Bergdorf. 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 Bergdorf is one of them. It's not right. Uh, <laughs> I also kind of went the age route and went with uh Sherman Potter and Colonel Blake. And Andy. You you've already taken my answer. You I was first Sherman Potter and Colonel Blake. Uh Okay, you're right. Yes. Well, neither of them actually served in the Korean War, but two of the actors served with the U.S. Army in Korea after the war. Alan Alda completed the minimum six-month tour of duty as a gunnery officer in, in 1956. And Jamie Foxx wore his actual he wore his actual dog tags on the show. Who did Jamie Farr play? Colonel Klinger, uh, Klinger the cross-dresser. Yeah. Oh. He decided that he wanted to get out of the Army. It was kind of a catch-22 thing. He decided to want to get out of the Army, so he wore dresses to try to get a Section 8. But because it was so obvious that's what he was doing, they decided he was sane to get out, and so they wouldn't let him out. <laughs> and, and trivia nugget. Um, if if you're into MASH, the, the one cast member you can say absolutely for certain did not serve would have been Gary Berghoff because he was born with a birth defect. Uh, one of his hands didn't work. And in fact, oh. that's, yeah, it, it's, it was you know, one, of those, one of those things where like the hand stopped growing when he was a child. Like, there's a name for that and I've forgotten it. Um, and in fact, that's why he always, we, in almost every scene, he's like holding a clipboard or something. He, they took great pains to hide the hand in almost every scene. Hmm. Really? Yeah. But yeah, I think it was his left hand uh, was completely in, didn't do anything. Oh, I just looked that up and there's a picture of him holding a football on the show. And sure enough, his hand is not, it looks like it's just kind of, his fingers are like really short. 
Interesting. Well, Kells and Allison accidentally got half points. <laughs> Davo and Davo and Andy intentionally got zero points. Yes, that's how it works sometimes. <laughs> See how he did that? We scrape. We scrape for points. Well, not Kells. Kells normally dominates. I'm a scraper. <laughs> Question two. Hogan's Heroes is an American television sitcom set in a German prisoner of war camp during World War II. Who starred as Colonel Hogan? Locked in. Love the show. Come on, I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know from that show. I am going to punt. Oh, right guy. Hmm. Allison. I mean, I might need to do the same, but nah, it's all right. I'll write something well, down. I, I said I was going to punt, and then Kel said, Ray Guy. Oh, Ray Guy. Hang time. There you go. There you go. Got to get your first one in there. Got it. <laughs> I'm locked in. All right. Is that everybody? No. Sure. Uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> this kit got stuck in my head, so I wrote it down. All right. Allison? Um, again, assuming it's a white dude. You are correct. Uh, I know that much. So I... <laughs> Positive. I started thinking white guys' last names, um, and one of them just got stuck in my head over and over again, and I don't even know a famous person other than John Oliver with this last name, but I said Oliver. <laughs> okay. You sure you didn't mean Olivier? Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. But no, he, he, <laughs> I, I could tell you though that Lawrence Olivier wasn't in. That would have been much more interesting. I wouldn't know any better. It would have been much more interesting. Kels? I said uh, Terry Bollea, a.k.a. Hulk. Mm -hmm. No, that's Ron Hogan. Mm. David, you punted, if I recall. You are correct, sir. Still in there. Andy is going to give us the answer. I can't believe because it's also one of the more famous unsolved Hollywood murders. It's Bob Crane. Who is Bob Crane? Uh, Bob Crane. So he he was pretty successful with his TV show. Uh, he felt like he was being typecast after the show, and so he he basically ended up after the show doing like dinner theater and stuff. But apparently, he had a predilection for videotaping his sexual escapades with his friends. He used to. Oh hang out with um, Richard Dawson, who was also on the show, and they would go pick up women and record themselves in flagrante, I guess is mm -hmm. the way you mm -hmm. put it. Wow. But yeah, then he was found uh, sometime later bludgeoned to death in his apartment, and uh, nobody officially knows who did it. I had never heard that. A little more family-friendly trivia nugget. Does anybody know what two cast members of Hogan's Heroes genuinely were in a German concentration camp? Uh, LeBeau? That's correct. That's one. <laughs> two How of them don't even know the show two. existed before the question was asked, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of Hogan's Heroes. I, I know nothing. That's all and I that's know. And that's the other one, Sergeant Schultz. Both were uh, Jewish and both had been in German concentration camps in World War II. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Question three. 
Band of Brothers is a 2001 American World War II drama miniseries based on historian Stephen E. Ambrose's 1992 nonfiction book of the same name. Name either of the two famous executive producers. Locked in. Locked in. If you can name both, I'll give you a bonus. Uh, Okay. I know one. I think I know both. I am. I know one, and I'm guessing on the other one. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take your first one as the answer, That's and fair. your second one okay. as the bonus. That's okay. what I have. I'm going to do that thing. I have. When we're done with this question, I have a historical oh trivia nugget. Wow! What yeah. trivia nuggets in this game? Yeah. This soup is overflowing. <laughs> I took too I'm long, but I'm I'm gonna punt. I don't even have a guess. Oh, right, guys. Time. Time. All right, Kells, what's your answer? All right, I know for sure Tom Hanks, but the one I was gonna guess on was Ron Howard. Okay, David. Uh, Tom Hanks, and for the bonus, I put Steven Spielberg. Ooh, even better. Uh, Tom Hanks, and I guessed Steven Spielberg as well. Allison punted. The correct answers are Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg. Woo! Wow. Yes. So the historical trivia nugget is not so much a historical trivia nugget, it's a historian trivia nugget. So Stephen Ambrose wrote a bunch of these kinds of historical works. He got very famous for them. Well, it turned out that he didn't do any of his own research. His grad students would do it and he would not credit them in his works. He took all the credit. He did. I heard that about his last book, Davo, but I didn't realize that was standard. I know the book on the Transcontinental Railroad, he got got busted on that because the they, they started looking some... back. And okay. He it was it's just one of those if you're in the historical grad school situation, it's kind of understood that sometimes the class you're taking is for the purposes of your professor to write a book. Yes. And yeah. you're going I took to a class like that. I did too. <laughs> and, and most professors, at least rep, you know, reputable ones are pretty upfront about it. And say, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm writing a book and you guys are helping me with my research and they will credit the class in the book. Well, he didn't. Oh. And he got, they really started digging into what he was, how his research tactics. And he also got accused of plagiarism. Yeah. Yeah. So he's. And actually the magazine I worked for played a key role in that because I used to work for a railroad history magazine. And he plagiarized for his transcontinental book he plagiarized a uh, fluff book produced by the Union Pacific uh, about 75 years earlier. Yeah. And one of his grad students thought it was an academic book, but at our magazine, we were all familiar with the book we had in our library. And we're like, wait a minute, this looks familiar. And it was also, it was bogus. It wasn't good history. It was written by the company. (laughs) So be, be critical thinkers out there, people. That's right. All right. Question four. Here's another old TV show. Oh, good. Oh, okay. <laughs> Please be F Troop. Oh, loved F Troop. 
It's not F Troop. This American television program that aired from 1962 until 1967 covered the grim lives of a squad of American soldiers fighting the Germans in France during World War II. It starred Rick Jason as platoon leader 2nd Lieutenant Gil Hanley and Vic Morrow as Sergeant Chip Saunders. Name yeah. the TV show. Locked in. <sighs> I was hoping it would be Rat Patrol. I am going to put words on the page. Um, Yeah, I'm locked in. Yeah, I've got something. Devo? I put uh, Springtime in Paris. Andy? Yeah, I locked in with Rat Patrol. I was sure I was right. Then Devo said, I thought it was going to be Rat Patrol. Allison? Well, I I wrote down something. I don't I well, you know, sometimes I don't know if Barry's like this, but sometimes the category it like matches the well, it always matches the questions, but it like is the answer if you remember it. Yes. So I wrote down combatant. And then I was like, I don't know what that is. So I crossed that out. And I wrote down just war, hoping that maybe he was being. Cheeky. <laughs> Allison, you're going to kick yourself in. I, oh, boy. Oh, no. I, I think I know. There's no way combatant is the show. <laughs> I'd say Kelly's Angels. No, Allison, the, it is not combatant. However, I probably would have given you combat. half points. Because the correct answer is combat, combat. exclamation mark. Awesome. There was an exclamation point now. after the word war when I wrote it. Does that? <laughs> <laughs> I got the punctuation right. I'll give you one point for punctuation. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I shall take my point. You just begged your first pity point on the show. Well done. Woo! At the end of round three, Allison has 21, Kells 55, Devo 82, and Andy 84. Of course, you know, Devo, this means war. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on to history. (laughs) What was your major, Devo? I forgot. Dungeons and Dragons history. Mm-hmm. I studied the real history after the Industrial Age. History. I can't even argue with you. That sucks. <laughs> Question one. The Tuskegee Airmen were a group of African-American and Caribbean-born military pilots who fought in World War II. What was the unique or what was the nickname given to these pilots because of their unique paint jobs on their planes? Locked in. Uh, oh. Yeah, I yeah, think I'm, I'm locked in. I'm locked in, I think. I know. <laughs> Took me a minute. I locked the power of speech for a moment. Mm. Allison, was that a lock-in from you? I mean, I took an absolute yes, and I feel shameful I don't know this answer. Okay, well, go ahead and tell us. Oh, no. (laughs) 
I kind of want that as a text tone. (laughs) (laughs) So you said it's had something to do with the paint job. So I was like, hmm, I'm sure it has a color in it. And I bet it has the word flyers in it. And then I guess (laughs) this is so dumb. I guess the red nosed flyers. Like, oh my god! Am I close? I'm smelling petty points on your in your future, there, Allison. Yeah. <laughs> You're almost. I've never. I've actually. I actually cringed when she gave that answer. Yeah. Oh god! Was it? You I can't wait to hear what it is because I still don't know the answer, but. <laughs> Kells, what's your answer? All right. Uh, Tuskegee Airmen is a really good HBO original movie. I did not like this movie. It was Red Tails. Oh, okay. Devo? Wrong end of the plane, Allison. It's the Red Tails. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Andy? Red Tails. But to be fair to Allison, the noses of the plane were also painted red. That's exactly what I was thinking when I gave her five points for that (laughs) answer. I'm the queen of pity points. Somebody make me a t <laughs> Question two. The bloodiest battle of the Civil War, with more than 51,000 casualties, including uh, almost 8,000 dead, was fought from June 3rd to Ju- July 24th. That's not right. Uh, it was fought in, 19- in 1863. <laughs> Name. <laughs> it, was, it was four days. I don't. We've got Ooh, June 3rd through days. July 24th. Yeah, so I think it was... Uh, it was five days. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. But anyway, name the bloodiest war, or bloodiest battle of the Civil War. And for a bonus, who was leading the Union Army? Locked in. Oh, man, I got one stuck in my head. But, uh, I'm going to lock in with the other one and put the one I had in my head. No. Uh, this is... In the Industrial Revolution, so I have no idea. <laughs> Andy, yeah, they were using gunpowder. Yeah, what's up with that? And Gatling guns. Yeah. Andy, yeah. I have it knocked down to two, and I know both of them are wrong. But what I need you to understand, whenever we teach together again, mm-hmm. I, did, I did not get my degree in American history. I, I don't know much about it. You know everything about it. I've just... <laughs> Just don't shame me in front of the students. I will not shame you. I got my degree in medieval history, and he does nothing but shame me. Okay. Yeah, that's, but that's yeah. different, Devo. Oh. You have a lot of Open shame. Oh, gotcha. yeah. Um, yeah. My degree's in business administration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're... Uh, I'm going to say this. I'm locked in with all of my answers. I just need to pick one. God, I hope one of these from the Revolutionary War, and I'm going to feel like I'm a real ass. It's the trick. Okay, I got one. I got one. All right, Kells, what's your answer? I know for sure it's Antietam. I say that and watch it not be that. Uh, and I just guess Sherman. Okay. General. David? Well, 
I said Gettysburg with Antietam in parentheses to make myself feel slightly better. And I said Grant. Hmm. Andy? It's Gettysburg, uh, and the Union General was George Meade. Oh, God. Okay. I said Antietam, but, oh, and don't take away my teaching rights. Um, I I said Scott as the leader. That might not be. Winfield Scott was involved at some point. Yeah. At some point, right? He was there. Yes. Sure. Anaconda strategy, man. Yep. The correct answer is the Battle of Gettysburg. And the Union Army was led by Major General George Meade, who had taken over from uh, General Hooker like three days earlier. Mm -hmm. You said Hooker. I know. That's the only reason I said that. (laughs) Trivia nugget. The Battle of Gettysburg, that was one of the most decisive battles in the war. It gave Lincoln the... Uh, cover he needed to push forward the Emancipation Proclamation. Um, of course, the Gettysburg Address. All of this got started because the Union Army was looking for shoes. Or, I'm sorry, the, the Confederate Army was looking for shoes. And they thought there were shoes in Gettysburg, and they accidentally ran into the Union Army. Hmm. Whoops. <laughs> Another trivia nugget about mead, it is a delicious alcohol. <laughs> sure you guys know why i should have gotten that right why remember the Titans is one of my favorite movies and he makes them run like multiple miles to get to the battlegrounds of the battles battle of gettysburg and i pretty much have that speech memorized that he says okay <laughs> i should not the lincoln speech but the nah. speech from the yeah, no, the famous one. Not, not, <laughs> not one of the greatest American speeches of all time, but the yeah, one from... remember the Titans. <laughs> I have the greatest one memorized. Come on, so <laughs> yeah. greatest speech is in two, is in Lord of the Rings when. Uh... Oh, oh never mind. Mind. Yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Question three. Let's move on. <laughs> this World War II battle fought between the twenty. 20- 3rd of August 1942 to the 2nd of February 1943 caused about 2 million casualties and stands as one of the century's worst military disasters. Um, I think by that he means uh, it's the bloodiest, deadliest battle ever. Uh, So name this battle. Ooh. I'm locked in. Crap. Oh. Oh. Oh, I'm just... It's got to be this. See, this happened in Europe, Andy. This is a little tougher for you. <laughs> uh, you know what? I will. I I will agree with you and have an answer to that after we give our our, our answers. I'm locked in. Nope. I have to rethink my whole life after that comment. <laughs> See, Davo. <laughs> nope. Screw it. I I have to stick with what I put. <laughs> Ooh, Major has no idea how close he came to being divorced just in this moment. Just... <laughs> you know, halfway through the game, I rethought my whole life. And well, if you could just pack up, Mage. <laughs> Moving to Keyway. We're out of here. <laughs> I'm going to be a trivia roadie.
<laughs> hey, Dave, what's your answer? Stalingrad. Oh, Andy? Battle of Stalingrad. I was stuck on American battles, and then it hit me like, no, 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 Stalingrad. <sighs> That's a way better answer than what I put. Um, I put Battle of the Midway because I was thinking of that new movie I haven't seen. <sighs> Kels? I said the the Blitz of uh, London. All right. The correct answer is the Battle of Stalingrad. Man, this has been educational tonight. That's what we strive for. Education mm-hmm. and entertainment. Mm. And shame. Lots and a of, bit of shame. shame. A little shame. A little dash of shame. Do you know what Stalingrad's known as now? Because they changed their name. Stalingrad would have to be St. Petersburg, I think. Nope. Oh. That's not. That was Leningrad. Yeah. I don't know. It's Volgograd. Huh. What do you know? Volgograd? Yeah. I would not have gotten that. V-O-L-G-O-G-R-A-D. Because it's on the Volga River. Mm. Okay. All right. Question four. What famous anti-war protester said on February 17th, 1966, I ain't got no quarrel with them Viet Cong. Locked in. Locked in. I, ooh. Yeah, I'm going to be really sad. I I got down between two people, and the second person's more well-spoken than that, so I'm going with this guess. (laughs) Wow. I feel disrespectful. (laughs) Oh, I, I, yeah, I have something written down that I'm going to be mad at myself about. So, Andy? I I don't know this quote. And so at first I thought Abby Hoffman, um, but I think Abby Hoffman's too well-spoken for that. So I went with Country Joe McDonald. Ooh. Allison? Skip. Skip. <laughs> we, we have a new level to the game. <laughs> I, the skip. I mean, I just, just skip. Unscrewing around. Oh, God. Well, now I feel like I need to educate myself on a time frame. Do I have to say what I wrote? Yep. Okay. Yes. Um, I wrote uh, Muhammad Ali or um, Cassius Clay because oh, I think those are the son. same people. They so. are the same people. They are the <laughs> same people. That's the right Kel. answer. Uh, Cassius Marcellus yep. Clay, also known as Muhammad yes. Ali. You my opponent when I want freedom. That's the right answer. Sure. Uh, David. <laughs> Muhammad Ali. Yeah, I mean, Kels, I'm almost tempted to say you're not right with Cassius Clay because he was not Cassius Clay anymore at the time. Ali. I know you did. You saved yourself there. No, I wasn't going to just save more. That's why he refused to turn. Well, one of the reasons why he refused to turn. One of the reasons, yeah. Yeah. I just watched I just watched the Ollie movie a few, like a month or two ago. It's a pretty good movie. Can I put it in my contract that I never go first? Because it, well, nope. never go first or nope. never have somebody else say the wrong answer before me because I'll just assume they're smarter and that I put something wrong. <laughs> you got it right. 
Yeah, if you want to amend your contract and send it to me, we'll see okay. what we can yeah, do. listen, All Rookie, right. you're not really in a place yet to start making rules. Yeah, the Rookie contract is pretty ironclad, so got to wait to renegotiate. No, go get us our Gatorade. Probably get that thrown in. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Anyway, that was a good pull, Allison. Yeah. Very good pull. Very. Anyway, Allison, you have 36 Woo-hoo! points. Kells has 75 Andy has 116, and Davo took the lead back and has 122. <sighs> and they're running away. <laughs> Let's talk about sports. Wow, oh, sports ball. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is going to be painful. War sports, huh? All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm intrigued how we have a sports category. But... Well, Kels, there'll probably be an Olympics question. Well, all sport is, an, is a proxy for battle. Well, sure. All right. Uh, question one in sports. What sports icon was an active duty naval airman in World War II and again in Korea? He flew 37 combat missions in Korea, about half of which uh, he was a wingman with John Glenn. And I have an easy mode if you need it. Locked in. Easy mode. I'm locked in. Nah, yeah, easy mode I, I guess easy mode will have to do. Okay, so Devo and Andy are locked in. Allison and Kells want the easy mode for half points. Easy mode, he was the last person to bat 400 in a season in 1941. Nope. I'm locked in. Yeah, that that made it harder. (laughs) (laughs) I'm locked in. At least now you know what sport. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm assuming if you know what batting 400 means, you you know what sport. So it's not cricket. Uh, it could be cricket i don't know how they keep Mm -hmm. scoring cricket (laughs) i'm gonna pull a lifeline um we don't have lifelines hear me out (laughs) is this a name that most people know yes 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 oh god i i i sincerely dislike baseball but i know this name Okay, I'm locked in with something. Let's start with Kells. Teddy ball game, Ted Williams. David? Ted Williams. Andy? Ted Williams. You guys are a bunch of liars. Um, Never heard that human's name in my life. So I wrote (laughs) down Babe Ruth. And yeah. Okay. Well, the correct answer is Ted Williams. Fiddlesticks. I have a trivia nugget about Ted Williams and how awesome he was. It's because you're a Boston fan? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, did he play for the Red Sox? He played for the Boston Red Sox, the greatest baseball team. So how many World Series did he win? Yeah, how many? uh, Yeah, y'all can suck it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So he became a manager after his playing career ended, and he was managing the in Texas in the late sixties, early seventies. And he was trying to help, he's trying to help the, the guys hit better because he's, you know, the greatest hitter of all time. And he was trying to instruct his, his charges. And he said, look, when you're, when the, when that pitch is coming in, when the seams are rotating to the left, that means you need to do this. And when the seams are rotating to the right, that means you can do this. Meaning he could see the seams on a fastball as it was coming in. Wow. I heard this That's insane. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. Here's a better trivia nugget. <laughs> no. 
So John Glenn, who was his wingman for a while, uh, said uh, that Ted Williams was one of the best pilots that he knew. John Glenn's wife described him as the most profane man she ever met. <laughs> I, I think that. Again, Boston. Yeah. Yeah, Boston. All right, let's move on from Ted Williams. Question two, war or W-A-R. I, just, I'm going to start off by saying I have no idea what this question is saying, but right. I'm trusting Barry on this one. I know what it is. WAR is an acronym used in baseball for a non-standardized sabermetric baseball statistic developed to sum up a player's total contributions to his team. What does WAR stand for? Locked in. Oh, Major's going to divorce cow. me. Okay. <laughs> okay, I... Ooh, 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 I got to guess. I got to guess. <laughs> oh, but maybe the A stands for something better. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go take a nap. You want to? I'm let me in. Know I'm in. I've got my dumb answer. Maybe you'll give me a pity point. Who knows? I, I may give partial credit. Who's, <sighs> we'll see. We'll see how. If you deserve any partial credit, I guess. Deva? Uh, wins above replacement. Are you kidding me? Wins above replacement. Allison? Well, I wrote down wins and runs, but then I was like, no, I've got a better answer. Walks, <laughs> walks and runs. <laughs> so... I think that's the on-base percentage. That is Isn't that on base percentage? <laughs> yeah, man, it's fine. It's fine. So no points for me. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say no. Yeah, no. Kels. Wins above replacement. Correct answer is wins above replacement. Can someone explain what that means? Oh Lord, do yes. we have time for that? Oh. I can. I can succinctly. Okay. Actually, I only have the loosest idea how it works. So wins above replacement, your rating in wins above replacement is if you you take the you take the average MLB player and compare your statistics to their statistics and how those measure up and those are worth a number of wins above replacement, meaning you are worth literally nine wins more than the average baseball player. Okay. And so if that gets to be a negative, then uh uh, you are oh, pulled from the line, likely. Mm. Question three in sports. Who was the Arizona Cardinal linebacker who turned down a contract offer of $3.6 million over three years to enlist in the U.S. Army in June 2002 in the aftermath of the September 11th attacks? He was killed by friendly fire in the mountains of Afghanistan on April 2nd, 2004. I know his name. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, my God. I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. It's oh, 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 oh. I got a dumb guess. I'm almost a dumb guess territory too. I know his I got his I, I got his first name and I cannot All I have is his last name and it's that's all I need. <laughs> I'm just panicking like I need to have his full name and yeah. Uh I'm locked in. I have to look at my keyboard. Is that how you use your brain palace? You look at your keyboard? 
when I'm going through like a mental Rolodex, I tend to not visualize the alphabet properly. Mm-hmm. So I need like just little Kickstarters. Oh, so, that's clever. Yeah. Okay. I will lock in. All right. Andy, what's your answer? Tillman. God. <laughs> Allison. Well, I wrote down something and then in all honesty, I crossed it out because I was like, that's a convict now. So, and all, but, but he died. And I was like, this person served in the military and lost his life. So I just wrote down, thank you was my ultimate answer. After I crossed well, out the other one. <laughs> Kels. I knew Pat yep. and I was blanking until I looked at the and it's Pat Tillman. I could not come up with that first David. I knew it was Pat, but I got stuck on Pat McAfee, and it would not leave my brain. So I then <laughs> said it was Ray Guy. Wow. Mm. Ray Guy has been all over this episode. All over. The correct answer is Pat Tillman. Mm. And question four. In 1962... What city's basketball franchise was relocated to San Francisco and became known as the San Francisco Warriors until nineteen nine until nineteen seventy one, when its name was changed to the current Golden State Warriors? Locked in. Oh, I have no idea. I'm look, looking for this this city that they moved to San Francisco from. I'm just gonna throw a name down because it was the first name that came to my mind for some reason. So you want the city that this team moved from? From San Francisco. To San San Francisco. Francisco. They moved to San Francisco and where they are currently playing. You want the name of that city? No. No, where they were (laughs) before San Francisco. Here's the deal. (laughs) There was a team in the NBA. Yes. Well, I assume the NBA. It might have been ABA. I don't know. But they there was a team in nineteen sixty two. Right. They moved to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And then in nineteen seventy one. They changed their name to the Golden State Warriors. Yes. What was the original city? So when they were in St. Louis. If that's what just happened, answer, I guess. I but I'm asking you for the city. I <laughs> I just transcended time and space. Apparently, I lost like a solid two minutes of my life. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I did too. I'm locked in. I've been locked in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank you, Kels, for locking in promptly. I, I've yeah. been locked in for a while, Sensei, just so you know. I'm going to lock in because I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote something down before Davo said that, so I guess I'll go with it. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. Mm. Oh, probably not. Andy? I locked in with <laughs> Seattle. <gasps> Alice. I also said Seattle because I thought the Washington Warriors had a nice sound to it. It does. (laughs) Kells? Philadelphia. Oh. And Dave, uh, Philadelphia. I like the the presumption, oh, Kells got something different. Kells is right. (laughs) (laughs) Fair presumption. Well, Kells did lock in immediately. Yeah. Uh, the correct answer is the city of brotherly love, Aww. Philadelphia. Well, at the end of round five, I mean, I really, I'm getting to the point where I'm, I don't really like to say all the scores. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you just leave me okay, off the list. Alice? Why do you have to start at the bottom? 
We'll start it from the bottom. Okay, I'll start at the top. Yeah, I like that better. Okay, Dave, I was in the lead with 152, followed Yay. closely by Andy at 146. Kel's in third place with 110. Mm. And Allison has 36 <laughs> points. Sorry, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Our final category tonight is music. Oh, of course it is. Hey, oh, here's another really? MASH song. MASH, MASH question. Oh, come on. <laughs> what is the name? I think... I think we've talked about this on the show. What is the name of the theme song of MASH? Locked in. Locked in. Oh. Um, locked in? Yep. Something's written down. <laughs> Andy? Suicide is painless. Yes. Allison? Come and knock on our door. <laughs> <laughs> we've been waiting for you. <laughs> Kels. Suicide is painless. And Devo. Suicide is painless. I, I finally figured it out. I think when we talked about it, I don't know if it made it to the show, but um uh Marilyn Manson did a cover of this song. And I think it was on the Blair Witch 2 soundtrack. And it's a <laughs> oh, really great version. Is wow. it? That's, I'll have to look that's, into that. that's an interesting soundtrack. Yeah. It's it's very it's very kind of uh, hard it's kind of metal it kind of dark metal i guess yeah. anyway question two war was a 1970 number one hit for edwin star what are the first two lines of the song and for a bonus give me the third line too okay locked in this is why i gave that warning at the beginning yeah. of the show because i had a feeling Andy was just gonna shout this out. I, I would have too. I was I was on the verge of doing it until you until you said not to do it. Okay, I'm locked in. You know what? I'll give a I'll give a double bonus on this one because I think it's interesting. Who originally recorded this song? Locked in. Andy. Well, <sighs> I know the album. Of course you do. <laughs> I have a problem. You do. I'm a completist. I'm locked in. I, I I think I think I got this. I don't know. This this show gives me the yips. <laughs> oh yeah. It's real. You gotta work through those. You'll you'll get there. All right, Allison, what's your answer? Alrighty. So I kinda got confused in the question, so I just wrote it all out. Mm -hmm. okay. War? Huh. What is <laughs> oh. <laughs> exactly how i wrote it out me too <laughs> go ahead please what is it good for absolutely nothing sing it again now oh. or say it again okay. i don't know <laughs> okay well no you you those were those were three lines so uh, and did you do you have a guess for who recorded it elvis originally <laughs> <laughs> Kells? Uh, war, did did who, did did yeah. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. And I said slide in the family stone. Okay. Devo? Well, we're all just slightly different. <laughs> this is not good. Uh, I <laughs> said, uh, I said war, huh, good God, y'all. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again now. 
And uh, the original person to record it was uh, Frankie Valley. <laughs> well known war protester. Uh, on a surfboard, he recorded it. By the way, uh, Barry did specifically say to provide leniency for the first line. Oh, Barry. Barry's a peach. Uh, Andy? The say it again, y'all came in the second part of the, when he repeats it. The first lines are war. Huh? Yeah. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Uh-huh. Oh, it's Edwin Starr. That was in the question. In the question. Oh, who did it? Well, Edwin Starr is the guy who did it originally. Apparently. Yeah, He's not? That's incorrect. That's incorrect. Oh. But Kells, it wasn't Sly either. I figured. Who did anyway, you, you all basically got the uh, got the the question right and the bonus the the first bonus i've got war huh yeah what is it good for absolutely nothing so you guys all pretty much got that okay. it was originally recorded by a group known as the temptations <gasps> really? but it was it was decided that uh the temptations fan base at the time was a little more conservative and they didn't want to have an anti-war song so they got uh, Edwin Starr to record it. Wow! And if you if you ever listen to the Temptations version, that stuff isn't in there. That was all ad libbed by Starr. Good ad libs. The good God, y'all, and um, I think even absolutely nothing was ad libbed. I don't think that was part of the Temptations version. Question three: When receiving word of Lee's surrender to end the Civil War. Some 3,000 people took to the streets of Washington, D.C. to celebrate. What song did President Lincoln ask the gathered band to play, saying, I have always thought it was one of the best tunes I have ever heard? Locked in. Andy. We have the album. Andy, how much did you pay, Barry? (laughs) I love these questions. Yeah. Yeah. I'm locked in. I can love them. But they hate yes. me. I'm going to lock in with this, although I think it's going to be the the counter to this. Yeah, sure. I, I got a, a thing. <laughs> Allison? Yeah, you went to me first, didn't you? Um, it's your turn. So, I wrote down a song that makes absolutely no sense because you play it when people die, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I... I mean, a lot of people did die. <laughs> I said taps. So, okay. Yeah. Kels? I said uh, Dancing in the Street by Martha and the Vandellas. Hey, that would have been awesome. That would have been pretty epic. Dave? Uh, you know, I said, I wrote down Yankee Doodle Dandy, but I think Ooh. the answer is actually going to be uh, Dixie. Mm-hmm. Andy? I make my students do a big Civil War research project over Christmas break because I'm cruel. And one of the questions they have to answer is this question. And the answer is Dixie. Dang it. Correct, correct <laughs> answer is Dixie. I, it sounds like, I mean, I don't know if he really liked it, but he apparently claimed that because the North won the war, they were able to reclaim the song as intellectual property from the South or something. And he claims to have, asked his attorney general if the North owned this 
this song again. It's kind of a weird story. Well, there's a simpler answer by his second term, by the time he had taken the oath of office for the second time, it was understood the South was going to lose. That's why he changed his vice president to a a Southern Democrat, uh, which would not work out for him in the end. And, And so he was doing everything he could to make it easy for the Confederacy to finally surrender and come back to the Union. He was really preaching hard about no hard feelings. We love you guys. Come on back. And so I think picking Dixie in public like that was just another politician way of, of showing no hard feelings towards the South. Oh, well, Lincoln was a brilliant politician and we don't really give him credit for that. We think of him as more of this, you know, kind of on a pedestal kind of brilliant guy, but it it should really be remembered too. He was a brilliant politician. Uh, Question four and the final question of the game. In 2009, Radiohead released a song called Harry Patch in memory of Harry Patch was the last known person to have fought in which war, but he, he, this uh, Harry Patch had just died recently when they released the song in 2009. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Oh, I've got to guess. I'm locked in. All right, Kells, what's your answer? I wasn't really sure about the questions. I just said World War One. David? Well, I did some Gazintas. And you got to be pretty dang old to have fought in World War One and be the last one alive in 2009. So I said World War One. Andy? Yeah, I did the same thing. My my grandfather actually fought in World War One on my mother's side, and he passed away in '86 because um, I'm 125 years old now. <laughs> and um, I think it's World War One. And Allison. Yeah, I mean, mostly I wrote it down because I wrote it down for the U-boats answer, but um, <laughs> I also wrote War, World War One. Correct answer is World War One. Who? Points. All right, so we've got, at the end of the game, we've got Andy with 188 points, Mm -hmm. Devo with 184 points, Mm -hmm. Kells with 142, and Allison with 58. Oh, I thought I only had 56. Look at me, (laughs) Bill. Okie doke. Let's do a final question. All right. Um, once again, I did not write these questions. I know I've done several movie-based final questions recently. This one is Barry's movie-based final question. Okay. And he compiled a list of what we believe are the highest grossing war movies of all time. And we're talking about domestic gross or U.S. gross. Mm-hmm. Um, and by war movie, these are... Um, they're, they're not documentaries. Uh, there's no superhero movies. Um, they're not necessarily true stories, although a lot of them are. And they take place largely during and about a war. And, and, and can I just clarify, these are genuine war movies and not war movies that involve superheroes? There are no superheroes. That's a great okay, question. So civil wars out. They're all... Yeah, because like the the one that you may be thinking of was um, the first Avenger. Yes, uh, Captain America. Yeah. Captain America. Yeah, or Avengers uh, Civil I, War or Wonder or Woman, Infinity War. Or... Yeah, 
<laughs> no, these are these are real Earthbound wars. Okay, okay. So Infinity War wouldn't have counted either. Star Wars um, isn't counted either. Okay, now you said no. Earthborn. Okay. <laughs> Um, I think I think those were actually on the original list that Barry started with, but <laughs> we took them out because they're or he took them out because they're not real wars. And Wonder Woman didn't take place mostly during a war, did World it? World War One. World War One. The whole thing's about World War yeah. One. Was it? Okay. No, we no superhero movies. So I've got the top fifteen here. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me any ten of them for ten points each. And if you if you come up with something that's not on this list, we'll look them up real quick to see if uh, okay. we missed it. But do not attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. We have taken control in order to bring you this brief announcement, and we'll return you to your podcast as soon as you've been informed. We just wanted to take a second to shout out the Trivia Rogues, our brothers in Trivia Arms. So if you're looking for a little more sensation with your information, give them a listen. We now return you to your regularly scheduled podcast, already in progress. Yeah, I'll be curious to see your definition of war because I got some movies that yeah, war adjacent type movies. Yeah, yeah, they're they're not not all of the movies are about soldiers or about okay. combat. That's what I need to hear. But they but the war is a major part. The of war is the, the plot, plot of the movie. Yeah. yeah. I'm not happy with this list at all. Oh my god, I'm so frustrated. I have a movie I can only think of the name of the book it's based on. I hate when that happens. I know it. You know how I don't like violent stuff? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm actually not doing too bad on thinking of war <laughs> movies right now. I'm locked in. I got to. Yeah, I'm locked in. There's some jokes on here, but when you're in the basement you gotta keep it light you know i lived that way for 15 years <laughs> yeah honest, honestly allison it's probably not gonna matter for you right <laughs> you know, I, I say that in the most polite way if i get one i'm gonna be pumped but i think i might get one more than one i need one more war. i mean there's a there's an outside chance you could make it to third place all right I'd, if kells gets none of them and you get all of them i'd be stoked <laughs> if i broke 100 points I'm locked in. You need five. Need five. <laughs> I'm locked in. All right. Okay. So as usual, we're going to start with the last place person. Ooh, ooh. And that's you, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> Represent. Okay. So I actually have eleven because number eleven is a funny. So okay. Number one, it I said Saving Private Ryan. Number two. Unbroken. Number three, I, I thought it was called Seal Team Six, but I think it's just called Seal Team. And then Zero Dark Thirty, American Sniper, Hurt Locker. Ah, I haven't <laughs> seen this next one, but Andy uh, may or may not have, we'll just say, told me to watch it. Uh, 1917. Did tell you to watch it. <laughs> Well, you did a little more than tell me to watch it there, friend. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> then I wrote down Midway because I was talking about that earlier. Yeah. And you know what's really... original Midway or new Midway? There's two uh, blockbusters. I didn't know there was another, so I'll go with the new one. It would be funny if she got the old one. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, then All Quiet on the Western Front, 
And then number 10, I've just decided that I think I'm going to put this in every episode, Forrest Gump. Yeah. Um, epic battle scene. Yeah. <laughs> and then number 11, Tropic Thunder. Oh, that's, that's hard when thunder. when you give an answer and no one laughs. No, I was wondering. <laughs> I'm actually thinking if that would have made the list. Hang on, hang on. I just want to say this, Allison. Tropic Thunder is number sixteen on my list. <laughs> <laughs> you just missed it. Oh man! Okay. Eleven or ten? No, I thought I was throwing something <laughs> dumb out, but my bad. <laughs> all right Kels, what do you got okay uh i also have saving private ryan uh casablanca <laughs> going with the wind what the heck Kels and I have the same page what the what, what? Yeah. Uh, i know i know uh dance, <laughs> dances with wolves Ooh. horse gump schindler's list Oh, uh, American Sniper, Inglorious Bastards, Platoon, I love that. and Apocalypse Now. That was the one I was stuck on. All I could think of was Hearts of Darkness. Heart of Darkness. I yeah. figured the one you were stuck on. David? No, my list is even worse after listening to Kells. I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Saving Private Ryan, Schindler's List. Thin Red Line. Mm. Oh. American Sniper. Uh, Glory. Oh. Nice. Uh, Inglorious Bastards. Uh, Pearl Harbor. Uh, Oh, that one stings. Because it sucks. 1917. (laughs) It does suck. It does. Uh, The Patriot. Oh, the most historically inaccurate film in the history of inaccurate films. It's oh my. Bad. It's bad. Uh, and the only I, thing it gets right is there was an American Revolutionary War. Uh, and just for funsies, I put The Great Escape. I thought Ooh, was- I just rewatched that a couple days ago. It's a good list. Andy. I love that movie. Uh, Platoon, The Longest Day. Mm. Saving Private Ryan, Schindler's List, Gone with the Wind, Casablanca, Apocalypse Now, Bridge on the River Kwai. That's a good movie. Full Metal Jacket, The Hurt Locker, and 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 for my eleventh quasi joke because I, <laughs> I, I imagine you guys didn't think about it, but technically Indiana Jones is all World War Two. That's a war yeah. movie. Yes, yeah. yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark. But I, I, I had Raiders of the Lost Ark on there, and I decided that that falls into the same category as Wonder Woman in World War One. Like, no, okay. Indiana Jones is is not, yeah, necessary. That's that's superhero. Yeah, he's not necessary, right? <laughs> Top man. David ruined that movie for me. Yeah. Thought everybody had a pretty good list. Yeah, it was a good list. And I almost put out the original Midway. That was a huge Hollywood blockbuster with all big-name people. I I don't think it did that well, though. No? I don't think so. We'll find out shortly, but I don't seem to recall it. (laughs) 
like the longest day had a pretty all-star cast. Oh, the longest day was like a genuine giant blockbuster movie. Like also, every famous person was in it. I feel like there's a lot of good answers that you guys gave that, that aren't on this list that ought to be on this list. So, okay. Well, so here's the list as I have it. I've got the about, I've got about 24 on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you all said Schindler's List. I've got that as number 18 with 96 okay. million domestic. I understand that. Though. Um, I've seen yeah. it and only want to see it once. Yeah, that's a good point. You're not, that's not a, a popcorn movie. Let's curl up and watch this again. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, um, Allison's joke answer is number 16 on the list. <laughs> so the top 15. Oh, I missed, I missed one. I missed one for Dave. No, it's, there. it's not okay. Oh, it's okay. Every answer for Dave <laughs> be tallied. <laughs> this is a close match, Dave. Number 16, The Last Samurai. Oh. Oh, yeah. Number, number 14, The Patriot. Yay! We know how Andy feels about that. Uh, Unbroken. Mm. Okay. Inglorious, Bast- Inglorious Bastards. Uh, Good Morning Vietnam. Oh. I've even tough. met Adrian Cronauer before I got to interview him when I was in college. Oh, cool. The real Adrian Cronauer. Hmm. Number 10 is Lone Survivor. Oh. Number nine is Platoon. Yay. Number eight, Rambo First Blood Part (laughs) Two. Wow. Would not have gone there. 150 million gross. Wow. Number seven is Lincoln. Oh, Six, none of you got Dunkirk from a couple years ago. Oh, that's a good movie. I erased it. I've got uh, Pearl Harbor. Yay. Oh. Nine, Gone with the Wind. Yay. At number four. See, the, we've got 190 million on this list, so I'm, I'm guessing that has to be adjusted for inflation. Yeah. yeah. Number three, 300. Oh, Woo. wow. And I've seen that too. Yeah. I would cry foul on that one because that's a movie. Yeah, that does not. Comic book based on a historical retelling of maybe a battle that might have happened. Yeah, David's got a point. Okay. Then <laughs> none of you got it. Still yeah. <laughs> so if we take that one out, then that moves Tropic Thunder up to number 15 and Allison nope. still didn't get Tropic Thunder. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> uh, number two, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Oh, Saving Private And... Number one with 250 million domestic gross American sniper. All right. So by my math, Allison got three, giving her 30 more points and a total of 88. And she's in fourth place. (laughs) Kel's got five, bringing his total to 192. And he's currently in first place. (sighs) Devo got five. Bringing him to 234 in first place. Andy got three. Bringing him to 218. Davo, congratulations. Well Thanks. done, Davo. Andy, where you went wrong is you were putting good movies on your list. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. A well popular movie. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for playing. Thank you, Barry, for such an excellent list of questions. Keep them coming. We love to have them. And from all of us here, 
at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast. This is Davo with Kells. Powerful pound. Sugar Ray Robinson, the greatest fighter to ever live. <laughs> was that a Muhammad Ali? No. Uh, <laughs> that was coming to America. Yeah. Uh, Andy. When you put your hand in a bunch of muck that used to be your best friend's face, you'll know what to do. Allison. Last year, I spent more money on spilt liquor in bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Worth the wait. Mark Twain said, God created war so Americans would learn geography. Oh, sign off. Spitting hot fire from the 19th century. <laughs> uh, greetings and salutations to all you good trivia people out there. I know what you're thinking. Hey, I really enjoyed this show. Uh, how can I get a little more? Well, here to help you out. You can look up these good people on Twitter at Little Brain. Or if Facebook's more your deal, you can look them up at Brain Ladle Productions. Hey, they've even got their own webpage. It's uh, brainladletrivia.com. Now, if you're feeling generous, you can join a Patreon. Where if you donate $10 or more, you can even get yourself a fancy show invite. How about that? Until we meet again, this has been 44, and I'm glad you joined us. Hope I'm out. The preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions, all rights reserved.